Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1228, January 19, 2024. I, that date is ringing a bell for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. 49 degrees was the record high on this day. That was back in 1921, and it was 34 degrees, uh, 34 degrees below zero Whoa. on this day in 1970. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Ooh. Shop, Ooh. John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, Ooh. and the keeper of common sense. <laughs> Quick look up, what day was uh, January 19th in 1970? What All day right. of the week was it? I will do that as we speak. I have a feeling I know that day. What day? We got a late call to play at Hibbing. And we loaded up the, at that time, we had a Corvair van. It was a Monday. And then it wasn't this day. Corvair van? Yeah. yeah. Engine and back? Yeah. Air-cooled? Uh, yes. Wow. And, and, and it had, so it wasn't this day, but it was a, a, a dreadfully cold Saturday about that time. How, how did the heat work in that thing? Well, that's the story. Um, okay, I'm sorry. The number one song in the country was Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head by B.J. Thomas. Oh, B.J. Thomas, right. Mac Davis. Can had two guys in the back that were separated from the front by all of the equipment, and they froze to death. And then the two guys in front, one of whom was me, we built a fire in the ashtray. We had a fire wow. going in the ashtray. Awesome. Earlier awesome. this week, I'm so glad you reminded me of this. A listener sent to the Garage Logic podcast Twitter account, and I retweeted it. It was a story that Rusty Gatenby did on you guys back in 1999. YouTube clip. In that five-minute news story, he did first of all, boy, did you guys look good 25 years ago. Secondly. There was a stock photo that Rusty included of you in your band. Really? I'd never seen this oh, yeah. photo before. The, you got to turn your mic up. The now. one where you're on the bridge. Okay. Or you're, yeah. you're like looking this. What a dapper stern. little drummer you were. What, what? What? Was this something that appeared on television? It was a Channel 5 story. Yeah. yeah. I R guess I don't recall. Rusty just did a thing on Garage Logic. We were just in our new studios. It was 99. Yeah, oh. we came to our new studios in July of 99. So Where that, Did yeah. you see this recently? The roommate was trying to tell me about this. Yeah, it, I retweeted on, it from the GL account oh, earlier that's this why. week. Yeah, on Facebook, <laughs> it's on the uh, Twin Cities radio people, present and past. Okay. I'll be I think I have GL uh, blocked. The best on, line um, was uh, <laughs> the best line was rookie when he was asking what you your role. And he says, well, I have to sit here and pretend to laugh at he's the funniest guy around. <laughs> It no, was very funny. Yeah. So we get to the Hibbing yeah. Armory. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And at least, at least one uh, coiled up electrical cord we dropped on the floor and it shattered like a piece of lic oh, frozen licorice. Yikes. And the, Hanup, the uh, Hibbing Armory bailed us out with extension cords. That's the end of the story. It's not much of a story, except it was cold as hell. I mean cold. And you never really want to go anywhere in a Corvair van. That no, they're no. they're just not very good. Huh. Wasn't the deluxe Corvair? We have a new hire 
in the Minnesota Department of Health. The Minnesota Department of Health welcomes Acasiano de Souza as the new leader of the Health Equity Division. <laughs> now, you might say, well, Joe, is it really worth uh, pointing this woman out? And I say, well, it is because you're paying for her. Okay. This would be another Walls appointee. Appointee. The, offic- the Minnesota Department of Health is pleased to welcome Odie Chinma, otherwise known as Odie, Acasiano Dash de Souza as the new director of the Center for Health Equity. And her first day uh, was January 17th. Wednesday. So she's been on the job just a couple of days. Uh, we are excited to have Odie Chinma join MDH, said MDH Assistant Commissioner, Dr. Halkino Tura. Probably just one assistant that would have been. Probably just one assistant, I would imagine. Huh? She brings a rich background in equity research and translating evidence into effective solutions. And she shares our vision for systems transformation to advance equity. We look forward to adding her knowledge and leadership to our work, advance equity across to our work. Probably meant to add a word to there, to advance equity across Minnesota. Prior to joining MDH, Acusiono Dash de Souza worked at the Center for Anti Racism Research for Health Equity as a project manager and research scholar. She also served as the director of operations for the Research in Color Foundation leading efforts to support scholars who are interested in pursuing a Ph.D. degree in economics and related fields with the overarching goal to improve the number of underrepresented scholars within these fields. Hmm. Okay. Acosiano Dash D'Souza is a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health. Her research focuses on investigating structural factors that result in racial inequities in long-term services and supports generating population-level research evidence and working collaboratively toward translating research evidence into effective interventions at the (laughs) policy level and in long-term care programs and services. As part of her academic career, Acosiono Dash D'Souza worked on state-funded projects to develop a report card system for Minnesota-assisted living settings that measures residents' quality of life and satisfaction and to identify strategies to reduce health inequities in home and community-based services through a community-led approach. Before pursuing her Ph.D., Acosiano Dash D'Souza worked as a program consultant at the Minnesota Department of Human Services 
supporting projects focused on understanding how racial inequities and geography impacts the quality of life and quality of care for people as they age and for people living with disabilities who receive home and community-based services. Acasiano D'Souza has a Bachelor of Science degree in human biology from the University of California, San Diego, and a Master of Public Health degree from the University of Minnesota School of Public Health. When she is not working or resting... (laughs) This is my favorite paragraph. Please continue. (laughs) When she is not working or resting... She enjoys developing and testing new food and drink recipes, (laughs) traveling to explore new cities and cuisines, visiting with family and friends, relaxing at home during her doing her skincare routine. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Listening to some good music. Reading a book or watching a show. A show. A show. <laughs> let, let me ask you. Let me pause there. Let me ask you. Do you think they had a quota, a certain number of words they had to get into this press release? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that last paragraph is hilarious. It's not often you get the skincare routine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, you know. the, whole, the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> the Center for Health Equity, created in 2013 to advance health equity, has grown dramatically. I can imagine. For about a dozen staff in 2020 to approximately 50 today. Yeah, can you imagine? Recognizing this growth and the center's role in providing support and technical assistance across the agency, the executive office has elevated the Center for Health Equity to a division named the Division of Health Equity Strategy and Innovation. Dr. Halkino Tura who was promoted to assistant commissioner for the Health Equity Bureau in March of 2023, was the most recent director of the center. Since his promotion, Dr. Chura has continued in the role on an interim basis with the support from Sarah Shute, the executive director since 2016. And Sarah Shute will continue in her possession as assistant director. And (laughs) God bless this uh, new director of Minnesota Health, but uh, I'm not buying one word of what I just read. Okay. Uh, It's all nonsense. Hogwash. It's all gibberish. Rubbish. Well, none of this can be measured for achievement, with the possible exception of examining the uh, quality of care, for example, in... uh, in senior centers. Maybe there's some empirical way to accomplish that that she's been involved in, and that would be, I would imagine, that would be helpful uh, so that when you uh, when you walk into the room and you find the guy putting shoe polish on his swimsuit area, you can tell him, no, we have to turn the clocks back. Yeah. You just... I was about to go on a tirade about that very subject. It is abhorrent the way some of these people are treated in some of these facilities. And the other thing you just said that really bugs me about this press release, what victories, I want to hear about the victories, what major changes have come 
because of your job and what you've done in the past. And I'm not seeing anything. Show me some results. Zero. Show me something. Zero. This is another example of the DEI movement expanding to fulfill its own self-fulfilling prophecy of existence. So what I'm picturing, and I, I, I wish I was wrong, but what I'm assuming is that her and her 50 employees are just coming up with ways to prove to their superiors that their position is needed, right? Well, it's even... Keep me employed another month. Probably even simpler than that. It seems to me that the industry they're in, no matter that they are in, no matter what it's called, in this case it's called, what the hell is it called? There's so many titles here, they just keep making them. In this case, it's called the Health Equity Bureau. It would be my suspicion what that they what they're basically charged with is continuing to find more oppressed people. Okay. And you can they found so many that they're beginning to imagine them. E imagine. They're beginning to imagine them. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I applied oppressed and oppressor to my concern about the way voting has been so screwed up in this country. All right. That it's it's always it's early it's mail in it's do the what happened is, is it kickoff today yes okay early voting for the Minnesota primary got it yeah what what has happened is that the as the left has gained firm control over elections what if you didn't vote or didn't want to you were labeled oppressed okay and to address that. All of this other nonsense has been invented to under the uh, under the auspices of you not being able to vote because you're an oppressed person, hmm. whereas an evil white person just goes to the polling place and votes. That's because that person is an oppressor. Right. If you Oppressing if you didn't numbers. roll into the voting place to to vote. That's because you were oppressed, not because you were lazy or you didn't give a bleep or you didn't care or whatever. You were oppressed. And in order to address your oppression, we've made it to where you can practically vote, uh, you know, at the grocery store, you know. So there you have it. Or you had to stand in line three or four hours in certain areas of the country because, well, it's the way they gerrymandered the. uh, Yeah. Yeah, but they, they kept the polls open for you, John. That's true. That's true. I'm just glad just we made f- you stand around a lot I'm just longer. Glad we fixed that problem, Joe. Well, we haven't. But <laughs> let me look at something that's just coming in on my text, and then I have something else for you from my text. What am I looking at here? Is the show interrupting you? What did Dean Phillips <laughs> do yesterday? Oh, I'm getting a text he, from show prep. What did Dean Phillips do? I'm being told get he, Dean Phillips on the show immediately. Let's see. He, uh, you he know, Bill, remember Bill Ackman? Uh, yeah. Fellow, How do I know him? He's the guy who uh, went, uh, went spoke after the Harvard. Yeah. yeah, he went yeah. after the Harvard. Yeah. Uh, he uh, contributed a lot of money to Dean, and Dean took a headline off of his website that involved DEI. Changed the wording of the headline. Really? So, and, and now, of course, they're saying... Well, did Ackman give him a million dollars to do this? Or yeah. 
you know what I mean. But it's a, it's a cover story on the Star Tribune. I'm, today. Oh, I'm willing to be corrected, but didn't basically they predict that him going against running for president that the, the left was basically going to turn on him? Right? Wasn't that part of this whole Dean Phillips story? Uh, well, he I don't think he the the true Ob, uh, Obama. I call it Obama. It's clear that Biden is not running this show. The true uh, the true believers in Washington probably were disappointed that he would challenge the system this, uh, essentially this essentially nobody was was saying look Biden's not fit to run I'm running okay hmm. uh, I have a prediction but that's not what your text was written reference to the text I just got was somebody advising me to get okay. get uh, Phillips on the show got it okay so go ahead, get him. I'm I'm working on this. Let me know when that's going to happen, so I can put on a wetsuit and a rain jacket and get an umbrella. That's to keep me safe from all the uh, and an oar slime. <laughs> no, I have a text. You're far enough away, Ken. You'll be all right. <laughs> I have a message from a fellow who has a lot of money invested in this country. Okay, he is a lifelong companion of mine. Right. Good friend. Oh. Well, is he a uh, good kisser? Yeah. Uh, how, how well do you know him? He really is. And <laughs> he doesn't g engage in hyperbole. Yeah. Thank you. And I got this from him last night, out of the blue. My pre And he doesn't live in this state. He lives in California. My prediction, the August Democratic National Convention is in Chicago. Obama turf. This summer, Biden will announce he has decided not to run for any number of reasons. Michelle Obama will step in. Oh, no. Her being at the top of the ticket gives Dems cover to move Kamala aside. Then Newsom can be slotted in the number two spot. The campaign yard signs will read Obama Newsom, and Barack will set sights on a third term. I'm seeing that headline on the internet now. I just Googled uh, Michelle Obama runs for president. The Economic Times did a piece yesterday. Fox News did a piece yesterday. And the New York Post did a piece yesterday. So this dude, your friend, is very much in tune with uh, what's going on. Well, what, what the problem is, it sounds entirely too dreadfully plausible. It does. And it's too... Clear, at least I think that there's no chance they can run Biden against Trump. Do you guys think? I do not think Biden will run. But with each passing day, it is becoming too hard to ignore his shortcomings. This this is a fun talker. I could see her actually beating Trump. Just just giving it a few minutes of thought. I think, boy, uh, a lot of Democrats and a lot of middle-of-the-road uh, voters would rally behind Michelle Obama way much more than Biden. And wouldn't that, in fact, give Ob uh, Barack the de facto third term? What's this? Well, unless she bitch slaps him and says, I'm running this show, you're not. A lot of people, and I... I love this conspiracy. I just, I, John, I know you hate conspiracies. I love them. <laughs> a lot of people claim that Obama is running the country right now anyway through his puppet, 
Biden. That's a juicy one, isn't it? It That's is. fun. Yeah. But look how much time old, uh, 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 Biden spends not working. Right. Right. Well, and I think somebody's working. The the problem that they're going to have too is the people that are the swing voters. I think their number one issue. I saw a poll recently that it's border security, and they have the the Democrats have nobody to blame but themselves in that regard. Isn't this going to be a fun year? I'll say. Well, yeah. we're not going to let this go because I have got a bunch of questions. Well, number we're one, we're not going to let it go, but we do have we do have to pay the bills. Yes, we do. Uh, I don't want to pay the bills. Um, she's good. <laughs> How's how's this going to be approached? She's going to have to actually hammer on Joe Biden, right? Close personal friend, oh, or no, no, are no, they somehow no. behind the scenes going to get Joe to drop out on his own? Right. If Joe drops out, nobody has to hammer on him. Right. Right. Oh, I love this. She's not going to hammer on him. No. No. But I can see that it's entirely plausible that he would drop out. He, he is having difficulty. He right. He's you know, having difficulty getting through the day. He's at the point where you could tell him he's still president, and he wouldn't know. You just sit he over there and yeah. you'd be president yeah. in the corner. Yeah, we're going to get you yeah. some ice cream. Right. Just keep calling him Mister President. He won't know. If you're tired of being a big number to your big national bank, check out my friends yeah. at North American Banking Company, yeah. Joe. They take the time to get to know me every single time that I go in. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. Listen, they get it. They realize that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com to learn more. It's banking done differently. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors Delicious Ready-to-Eat Meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Chief 
sent me an email. I haven't heard from Chief for a while. And the, the way it starts here had me a little concerned, but he finishes strong. Hey, dummy, here's your seafoam ad. It sucks. Let me explain. Wait, what? Let me explain. Okay, please explain. Everything in my garage that runs on gas hasn't had an issue in years. Since I have nothing to fix, oh. I'm expected to increase quality time with my residential consultant, the RC, and it's your fault, he says, oh. addressing this to me. My chainsaw destroyed four to five large oak trees last summer without even a cough. My riding mower has run flawlessly for over five years. Our vehicles have never had a gas system issue. So my time under the hood has virtually disappeared. Recently, I used our little dusting of snow as an excuse to throw some snow when my 24-inch Craftsman dependently fired up right uh, just like it has for 14 years. I got so pee-offed, I hulked the pull rope out on purpose just so I could use some tools instead of have, heading back inside to discuss uh, updated tile and vanity options. You know for what Seafoam did to him? It yeah. drove him back indoors. It did. It did. It worked so well it sabotaged him. Uh, and then he closes with pausing to let the mayor hack into the mic. So go ahead with your hacking, Joe. No, I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just want to add to Chief's email. You can find it anywhere. Anywhere that fine automotive chemicals are sold, even grocery stores, C stores, you name it. it. The stuff is everywhere. It's a local company, but it has a global reach. And like Chief says, it's a true miracle in a world of bad gas. Got a really interesting note from Walter Mills. Listen to this. Okay. Good morning, Mayor. Good start. While driving up to the Metro yesterday at 10.30 a.m. on I-35, our car was passed by a double-decker bus with El Expresso on it. It was easily going 75 at mile marker 80. We had never heard of El Expresso, so my wife Googled it. Based in Mexico, owned by Mexicans, they have routes from Mexico all over South Texas and up to Omaha. Nothing this far north, though. With our recent immigration problems on the southern border, I was wondering who was coming up here from there. Maybe a group going skiing at Lutzen. Maybe a Timberwolves game. What do you think? Walt, formerly of St. Paul. Well, we don't know. what the Was the bus full of illegals? We don't know that. Right. We can't verify that. Maybe it's very common that uh, Mexican bus companies have routes in this country. I don't know. Mexican bus. Uh, well, I see a guy with a chicken. Okay. Right? Yeah, and I don't see a modern bus, not the, uh, not the Lorenz buses or the Schmidt and Sons that are going around. What's, what's the bus that you see? Give me a year. Well, it would be a converted school bus, <laughs> yes. and, uh... It would be from the mid-50s. Yeah, it kind of has those small, roof. rounded windows. Yep, roof, and, and, roof rack. Yeah, and the people on it are, are dusty. They're, they're, <laughs> their jackets yes. and their jeans yes. are dusty. Yes, as, as is the bus. Right, and they, but a lot of them are holding chickens. Okay, okay. Because they have, they're... Eggs and poultry. Apparently I mean. taking the chicken to a new place. <laughs> And when they have a bus stop, yep. it, there's nothing around there. They just get out. They just get and, out and it, they open the squeaky door. Right, and there's nothing there. They just stand on the side of the road. How about when Bussy uh, fires up the bus again? What uh, lot big, of smoke. Big, lot big of cough. Smoke. <laughs> big cough. A lot of smoke. We're on the same page. Right.
There, so. uh, there are El Expresso routes in Minnesota. Oddly. There you have it. Okay. Very strange to me, but <laughs> the mix and and uh, uh, sometimes the seats are missing. Okay, and you're sitting on crates. Oh yes, yeah. yes. All right. What's the ambiance? Is there any music being played? No, you don't hear the Mexican hat dance. No, no somebody. Somebody might have a radio. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, a big big old box consi- yeah. uh, transistor radio. Right. Got it. <laughs> the Washington Post. Uh, got itself very excited about an electric vehicle driving 20,000 miles from the Arctic to the South Pole. Hmm. Uh, And just as ecstatic to bury the inconvenient facts about this ludicrously dumb trip. This is Breitbart reporting on a Washington Post piece, but I looked at the Washington Post piece. They're not lying to me. They drove from the Arctic to the South Pole in an electric car, says the headline from one of the, from the, uh, from the post. Scottish adventurers Chris and Julie Ramsey wanted to prove their electric SUV was as rugged and reliable as a conventional car. To do it, they decided to take it on the drive, the post uh, wrote. That drive started in March in the frozen waters of the Arctic Circle near the North Pole. Really? It ended in December, about nine months, and approximately 20,000 miles later, at the South Pole in Antarctica. Wow. The couple hoped their feat could inspire other adventurers and any consumers considering electric vehicles, the Post wrote. We could have failed at any moment for uh, whatever reason, and you just don't know... Uh, what's it say what here? You just don't know if you're going to make it, Julie Ramsey told the Washington Post. It just proves that EVs can go the distance. Hmm. Yes, uh, but the, as it's pointed out here... That uh, seems like a long time to go 20,000 miles, Joe Souchere. It really does. <laughs> Plus, the AVs are currently EVs are currently stuck in what is far... From the coldest weather in Chicago, certainly can go the distance. Who wouldn't want to purchase a battery-powered car capable of driving 20,000 miles in nine months? <laughs> well, let's do some math. 80 miles a day. <laughs> oh, yikes. Wow. That's, that's an hour. What is that? An hour of driving, basically. 80 miles a day. See you. Jeez. If they continue too, too south, much time on my hands. <laughs> if they continue south through Calgary, Alberta, and Vancouver before entering Washington State, the couple said they faced another challenge: unreliable charging stations. The Ramseys praised the size and coverage of the electric vehicle charging network in the U.S., but said they offered encountered often encountered stations across the country that weren't working. Uh, okay. What a disappointment that would have been. They did stop to sightsee. <laughs> Excuse me, I feel better than I sound. You sure? The Ramsey stopped to sightsee, but spent much of their time on the road nervously watching their speed and battery levels. Well, it doesn't sound like it was a very relaxing tour. No, no. Uh, before the trip, they partnered with an energy company, NLX, to arrange the installation of more than 20 new electric vehicle charging stations in countries including <laughs> Chile, Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia. Hey. Oh, my word. Oh, wow. So they had to cheat 
just to get the 80 miles a day. The Post wants us to believe this is the equivalent of Charles Lindbergh's historic <laughs> nonstop flight from New York to Paris. Well, it's not. What Lindbergh accomplished improved travel, sped it up, and made it more convenient than it was before when the only way to cross the Atlantic was on an ocean voyage. EVs do not improve travel. EVs are a step back in convenience, stress levels in speed. Driving an EV from the Arctic to the South Pole is more like Lindbergh paddling a canoe across the Atlantic. Great job, Lindy. <laughs> All right. Now, I know what critics are going to say, so I'll address that in a moment. Uh, it's like these stupid high-speed trains. Hey, you can travel from L.A. to Frisco in two hours. Well, that's not progress. I can now do that in an airplane without spending a trillion tax dollars. An EV that allows you to unplug at home, make your daily commute, and then plug back in at home, that makes sense if you live in a warm climate. An EV for anything is nothing more than an invitation to stress, breakdowns, and inconvenience. Okay, let me, let me add to this. If, if, and I don't know why this would be true. I don't know why technology will continue to favor EVs. But let's assume that it will. Okay. Let's assume that smart guys working for Musk and smart guys working for Hyundai and whatever, they're, they're, they're still sold on the idea that this is the way to go. Uh, it, and it, 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 it leaves many questions unanswered. To build them, you still need power. And to have power, you're going to still need coal and oil and natural gas. Okay. You're going to need steel plants and on and on and on and on. But let's say... They still want to do this. Will the day come when you can travel from the Arctic to the Antarctic in, uh, I don't know, 10 days? Sure, probably. Okay. I mean, the day probably will come if, if the world sells itself in the belief that EVs are the way to go. Well, then isn't it just a matter of time before the EV will be charging itself as it drives down the road on electric rails sunk into the pavement? I mean, there's going to be a million ways right. the EVs will will fulfill their futuristic fantasy. They'll be mm -hmm. that, that'll happen eventually. But that, not in your lifetime. Well, maybe we can rely on the Met Council to build us a light rail line from great? one yeah. pole to the other. Yeah. But at what cost well, when they're finally successful? Well, to me, it's the cost is ridiculous. It's, it's, the guy who wrote this Breitbart piece has a good point, John Nolte. You want to build a high-speed rail between L.A. and Frisco. It's going to cost you a trillion dollars. You can already do it on a plane. Right. I suppose, well, the train would be cheaper. Well, not when you factor in the trillion dollars it costs to build it. Right. Uh, in any way. Yeah. So, so EVs, if I personally don't see why they should ever be the way to go. But, but you're not one that worships at the altar of green energy. And there are a lot of people who do. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't think it's energy that's, I don't think we're destroying the earth. Uh, that just happens to be me. I'm a denier. Uh, I don't deny the climate changes. I just deny this nonsense built up around the movement, which has nothing to do with the climate. Nothing? Zero. Oh. Zero. So, uh, basically, 
It's a story the Washington Post should not have written. Do you follow me? I do follow it, you. It, it doesn't do anything. And obviously the agenda at the Washington Post, as with many news-gathering institutions, is to advance. Just a minute. I have so many thoughts running through my head. I have a prediction You're for you. You're making a note on your note? I do. I have a prediction <laughs> for you. Okay. If they're... If they're uh, if their goal is to advance the agenda of the EV, they didn't do it any favors here. You read this and you're thinking, there's not a chance in hell I want one of these things. Right. They went 80 miles a day from March to December. It's a lot of sightseeing. With a nervous eye on the gauge. Yeah. B as in B, S as in S. Now my prediction. To me, the worst... Sinner in the climate hysteria movement is the ABC Nightly News. David Muir. All right. Yeah. That happens to be the one on in our house. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe because we watch Channel 5. Right. You watch Twin Cities Live. Got a nice poster of him by the bathroom. What? We got a nice poster of him by the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. Yeah. Six out of seven nights. The ABC Nightly News will lead with a weather event. Yes. They, they could not make it any clearer that their agenda is to be on board with the team trying to sell you climate hysteria. So if there could be a thunderstorm in Indianapolis in, on a oh. July night... And they're gonna, that's what they're going to lead with. Or the storm in Buffalo with the right. 30 inches of snow. You know, when it's winter, they're puzzled as hell that it's winter. Right. Okay. I make this prediction. If Trump gets elected, Trump will lead every nightly newscast, and the weather oh, will be forgotten. For sure. Of course. And yeah. the weather will be forgotten. The worst thing that ever happened to the likes of CNN was that Biden won. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And they'd probably and you, admit it. <laughs> and you'll remember Rush used to say the best thing for his show was when there was a Democrat in office. Mm -hmm. He used to claim Right, that. when Clinton got in, it was, oh, he's done, he's done. That yep. just made his, that made him even more popular. He, yeah, the he job be, was a lot uh, easier. He yeah. would be having quite the sport with Biden, wouldn't he? Oh, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk to our friend Johnny Height, Chris? Sure. But I'd like to hear from our friend Matthew All first. Right. Well, I will certainly, I'm very pleased to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities. And the good work that they do is a complete open book. You go to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, and you will find, I've talked about the scholarships, I've talked about all the wonderful people that they help, the, Minnesota, the Masonic Cancer Center, the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders, that's in Duluth. They just, they help basically everyone. And they want to be... Um, in your sights. So learn about them. Check out their website. Their campus is in Bloomington, and it's beautiful. They have a nice, really cool museum. And again, a lot of the, I don't know, terms that we use today are from the Masons. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And you'll learn more about them when you go to their website, when you meet their, uh, see their wonderful campus. Stuff like Third Degree, Four Square, Black Ball, they all come from Masonic traditions. So forget about the funny handshakes, the secret meetings. They are an open book, and they invite you to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, because they want you to learn more about them. So you might even lend a hand, mnmasoniccharities.org. 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Winter whiteout sale continues at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, saving up to $700 on select white Liberty safes. Guard those treasures with the best in American-made security. Treasures like the keys for for your brand new travel trailer that you're going to tour the world with. Yeah, put those keys in there. (laughs) Keep them safe. Uh, The Maple Grove Lock and Safe Winter Whiteout Sale features exclusive savings on premium Liberty safes. Act fast. Secure these uh, secure your own peace of mind uh, this season with the best fire protection you can possibly get in this country of the United States of America, which, by the way, is where these saves are made and with fully transferable lifetime warranties, professional delivery installation. It's all available from Rich. He's our guy at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. I'm going to give you three ways to get in touch with Rich. Number one, the phone. Roll old school. Pick up the phone, 763-494-9075. You could do it the uh, Kenny way. Stop in, meet and greet him, shake his hand, say hi. 6901 East Fish Lake Road. He's open Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can see this $700 deal, uh, $700 savings deal on the World Wide Web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by North American Banking Company. Before I start the update, I must correct myself. I jumped the gun on El Expresso. I saw a bus that went from Austin, Texas to Minneapolis. However, El Expresso only goes to Illinois. Then you'd have uh-huh. to switch buses to a different company. A party bus. Listen, yep. The furthest north El Expresso comes, it appears, is Illinois. Well, in your defense, you don't ride a bus, but if you did, if I did, I'm going El Espresso. (laughs) You forgot the horn. (laughs) In the news, St. Louis Park High School, not holding class today. (laughs) St. Louis Park High School not holding class today after two fights broke out at the school yesterday. According to a post on the school's website, a fight involving two groups of students erupted at the end of the school day. Later, adults who did not work at the school but knew about the earlier fight got involved in another altercation. St. Louis Park staff and police intervened and broke up the later fight, and two adults at that time were arrested. Some students and staff suffered scrapes and bruises. No major injuries reported. It's unclear whether any weapons were involved. The school said we are actively gathering information and working closely with law enforcement to understand the full scope of these incidents, including whether or not the incidents were racially motivated. St. Louis Park High School will be closed today for classes and activities, including the girls' basketball basketball game, and sports practices while staff investigates. All other schools in the district will hold classes as usual. The school said it will have counselors on hand for students and will have additional layers of safety come next week. John, do you have the gun discharging story in a St. Paul school? It's my next story. Thank you. Thank you. A 30-year-old man accidentally shot himself in the leg while playing basketball Thursday night at Como Park Elementary School, according to St. Paul Police. Officers were called to the school at about 5.45, found the man with a gunshot wound to the leg. He was brought to the hospital. It was a parent night happening at the school, and the man was playing basketball while carrying the handgun on his body, according to police. Investigators said the gun was not holstered and went off, shooting him in the lower leg. Nobody else injured in the incident. 
Police say the man did not have a valid permit to carry a gun. I'm reading the man reportedly had a valid permit to carry a gun. Really? Yeah, that's from the WCCO website. Where'd you get your story? This one's from the KSTP website. Okay, I don't know if he, well, we don't know then. One says yes, the other says no. When the investigation is completed, it'll be forwarded to the Ramsey County Attorney's Office, which will decide whether or not he'll be charged with anything. I got Mm. a question. Yeah. Are you taking quite a risk to play basketball with a loaded handgun on your person? Not willing to take that. Unnecessary risk. What if you fell down or you got bumped into and it went off? Especially with one in the chamber. Yeah. Are you trying to suggest that a gentleman that was going to go play basketball with a loaded gun might not have been thinking clearly. That's what I'm suggesting. Mm, interesting. And plus, there's it's an open house. Yeah. Uh, it's a hell of a... This used to be one hell of a town. I didn't know the racism angle, John, of the St. Louis Park uh, story. They said that they're looking to see if... If, if was race it? was involved, yeah. If oh. race was involved in the fight. Okay. Uh, Three people have been jailed in the kidnapping and killing of that Hmong American comedian and activist from St. Paul who was found dead near Medellin after going out to meet a woman he reportedly met on social media. Colombian official prosecutor said in a statement that two men and a woman charged with crimes of aggravated kidnapping for extortion and aggravated homicide. And Rook, I'm going to ask for your help because you got the name perfect last time. It was the death of 50-year-old... Oh, I'm sorry, Rook. I didn't mean to. No, go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, it, it's Tao Jerry Jong. You knew him. We have one Thank you. Yes, and I kept getting it wrong last time, so I wanted your help there. Uh, The suspects denied the charges at a hearing. A minor who presented himself to the public prosecutor's office admitted to having taken part in the crime, but was also charged in the case and transferred to a special detention center for minors. U.S. Embassy in Bogota warned a week ago about Colombian criminals who use dating apps to lure victims and then assault and rob them. Documents show the University of Minnesota has hired international architectural design firm Populous to explore possible renovation ideas for Williams Arena, the home of Gophers basketball, or consider new construction. The nearly 100-year-old arena, everybody calls it the barn, of course, opened back in 1928, has had major renovations in the past, including a project that installed scoreboards and a sound system before the 2013-14 season. However, the university is looking for ways to further upgrade its basketball facility. According to the $50,000 contract, Populous will offer perspective on multiple renovated, expanded, or new areas of the arena ranging from enhanced seating options, concourse and concession stands, locker rooms, entertainment systems, and the possibility of adding volleyball, wrestling, and gymnastics competitions to the arena. The agreement just calls for populace to assess the facilities and offer its perspective on the feasibility of such changes. I just had a thought. Yes, sir. Couldn't you play basketball in Mariucci? Well, then they used to, didn't they? Not that I'm aware of. Or did they used to play hockey at Williams? Hockey was also in Williams Arena, what, and then okay. they got the new arena. Well, could, couldn't you put a basketball? It holds 8,000. They be, never draw more than that anyway. It'd be tough with all that ice, though, to play basketball. You put the floor over the ice. Hey, listen, I love the barn as much as the next guy, but it's time to tear down that dump. It's a, it's a dump. It's not as bad as Fenway. That's true. Yeah. Remember when that emailer ripped you for ripping Fenway? I don't care. (laughs)
It's a dump. It's one of the worst ballparks I've ever been in my life. Worse than the dome? Worse than the dome? No, nothing was worse than the dome. Okay. How about Tropicana down in Tampa? Uh, Not been in it, but I've seen it. Concrete roof. Don't like it. A story uh, you brought up earlier, Joe, absentee voting for the presidential primary starts today in Minnesota, 46 days before the March 5 primary election. Voters can request an absentee ballot online, and some cities offer in-person absentee voting. March 5 is also Super Tuesday, where 16 different states have primaries. For the primary, voters have to choose their preferred party, and I know what question is coming, and pick from only the party's list of candidates in Minnesota. The choice is private and isn't attached to any public voting records, although political party chairs can see which voters selected their party, but not who they voted for. Yes, sir. Isn't in-person absentee voting an oxymoron? Well, it is to me, yes. What the hell is in-person absentee voting? That means you actually filled out the ballot that you're turning in. Somebody didn't do it for you. I think it means you can show up today so you're in person. So you'd be oppressed. You'd be oppressed because only the oppressed are voting today. Well, wait a minute. It's an absentee ballot because it's early, right? Wait a minute. That that was the way I... I don't see how you could have a problem if you show up somewhere and throw in your ballot ballot today. You're in person. You're doing it right there. But you're not absentee. Well, you are because you're early, right? Because you'll be absent on election day. See, you get it. Vote early. Vote often. You're mincing words here, Joe, is what you're doing. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm parsing words. Absentee, in-person absentee is an oxymoron. The word is in person. Can I help you out here? Yeah. The word is hyperbole. Oh, it's hyperbole. (laughs) (laughs) I read it that way till I was 40 years old, so be quiet, Olson. (laughs) Oh, my word. Really? You didn't, John. Come on. Well, I did. I mean, I realized by my time I was maybe 25, it was hyperbole. Oh, my God. Help me. What is there's a street in uh, St. Paul? I have to spell it phonetically in my traffic report. Uh, it crosses both 36 and 94. What is that? I'll look it up. Keep going, John. I, I had a friend 36 in and 94. I would know the street if you give me a little clue. Well, Jessamine, Albemarle. No, no, no. It's an easy one. Albemarle. An easy one, but. If my brain wasn't so crosses, ravaged by yeah, fog, time the brain fog. and other things. Um, I, and 94. I, well, Kenny's looking for that. I, I have a friend. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson, phonetically. Western. Uh, no. Lexington. Hamlin. Hamline. Hamline. That Hamline. If I just write Hamline, I'll, pro- and I'll pronounce it every single time. Hamline. It's Hamlin. Oh, it's it's not Hamline. It's, Why is it that, though? Because it's Hamlin. The E... The E in the word makes the I. No, no. Out. The ham line is aisle five at Grunhoffer's. Okay. Right. That's the ham right. line. Okay. So, Joe, in my reports to myself, I write uh, H-A-M-L-Y-N-N. Good so for I you. So I say it Hamlin. You say it correctly. Yeah. No. John. I uh, had a friend up until, I haven't talked to him in years, but in our 20s, he was still saying Arkansas for Arkansas. Really? 
And he said he just, this is the way he learned it, and he, he wasn't changing. I so. know someone who up until recently uh, always called it Illinois. Illinois. Oh, that's my her, favorite. Uh, A lot of people do And that. now her two sons do it as well, <laughs> mocking her. And uh, I don't know where they got that idea from. You know, the, yesterday at the Dad. airport, <laughs> I came across His Holiness Abun Matthias I, the sixth patriarch and Catholicos of Ethiopia, the Pope of the... There ain't no such thing as the Pope well, of Ethiopia. Well, it's, it's the equivalent. Was well, he a red hat? Is he a cardinal? No, he's not a cardinal. He, it, it's, it's the um, Ethiopian Orthodox Tewado Church, and the airport was crazy. Why? Huh. And he just hopped in. His Pope mobile was just a black suburban. That sounds like an Eddie Murphy movie, the Pope of <laughs> I Ethiopia. See, I see the hat. <laughs> Listen, yeah. you're not going to believe I'm going to show Joe here. It, well, it looked fair. like coming. No, it looked like coming to America. Oh, it's Eddie Murphy in the gold robe there. It looked like coming to America. What? Hello. <laughs> I hear, put it up to the microphone. I hear something up to the mic. Oh wow! Wouldn't it be fun to give Such a welcome like that next time he rolls in there's from some um, exotic location? Yes, there's umbrellas. I thought he was being carried, but he was walking. But let's do that. Next time Joe goes on vacation, let's get all the jailers was he to go coming to the airport. Going? He's arri- he was arriving. So he's in town right now. Doing what, I Probably wonder? Probably cruising Lake Street. Yeah. Huh. In other news, Congress sent President Biden a short-term spending bill yesterday that would avert a looming partial government shutdown and fund federal agencies into March. The House approving the measure by a vote of 314 to 108, with opposition coming mostly from the more conservative members of the Republican conference. Shortly before the vote, the House Freedom Caucus announced it strongly opposes the measure because it would facilitate more spending than support. Yes, sir, in the back. That's what we can do. Based upon Joe's friend's conspiracy theory about what the 2024 ticket is going to look like, we'll just tell President Biden, you are now the Pope of Ethiopia. He, he would <laughs> like that. Yes. There we go. He would like that. Problem you solved. You get an umbrella We'll play that to you. music that Rookie yes, just had. Who's in the time. movie? Uh, Cube. He's in the movie. Uh, who else? Who, who else do we have? Oh, Chris Rock will be in the movie. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. How about the guy that now has the silver teeth? Kanye, he should be in there. You throw a little John in there somewhere? Oh, little John. Little yeah, John from yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a <laughs> mental uh, illness facility capable of handling Kanye West? Boy, I don't know. No. Because that uh, poor yeah. devil needs some help. He's bad. Yes. You know what, crazy. He is uh, not he is. altogether there. Uh, speaking of those guys. 800 grand he spent to have titanium teeth. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's a sign of such illness that I can't imagine. And an excessive amount of money, I think, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know who made sense for me this past week, though? Jelly Roll. Did you see what he said? He said, uh, in, "Is he talking Congress, about the drug addiction? Yeah, he's problem? Saying, don't yeah. do if, drugs." No, he was saying if there was, yeah, if there was a plane crash, a plane that happened every single day. Uh, it would get media c- coverage left and right. Uh, the people that we lose daily to fentanyl, hundred and seventy-five per day. Yeah, he said nobody cares about. Yeah, I, just I thought do. that was I thought that was kind of cool. But he has too many t- tattoos. T- <laughs> well, he's yeah. Go yeah. ahead, John. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's ADD theater here, man. Yeah. Uh, top NATO military <laughs> official is is warning. 
uh, civilians must prepare for an all-out war with Russia in the next 20 years. Uh, this fellow is Admiral Rob Bauer with NATO. He said, while armed forces are primed for the outbreak of war, private citizens need to be ready for the conflict. That would require wholesale changes in their lives. Large numbers of civilians would need to be mobilized in case of the outbreak of war in governments. He said, we have to realize it's not a given that we are at peace, and that's why NATO forces are preparing for conflict with Russia. Admiral Bauer is a Dutch naval officer who's chairman of NATO's military committee. He praised Sweden for asking all of its citizens to brace for war ahead of that country formally joining the alliance you want to go so, get, do you want to go get pat sure. or, or is john sure yeah we could do that are you cool with that john yeah I'm, I'm, yeah uh, sure. that was smooth that was smooth <laughs> years of experience led to that transition he's in the hall of fame <laughs> wow oh God. i've got a lot to learn from you my friend <laughs> Take this newscast and uh, use it as what not to do in radio or podcast. I, I, I just, I, I looked at the clock and I, you know. Uh-huh. Rabbit! Rabbit! That's oh, exactly whoa. the way Roy Finden trained us, right, Kenny? Right, exactly. Yeah. He'd be so proud. Yes. You guys finally made it. We really did. And you know what? It's wonderful that Roy taught me how to project my voice, use my uh, optimum pitch, when I'm talking about a client, and I'm talking about zero res right now, and you're going to hear a very professional ad about zero res because I was trained with the greatest Roy Finn at Brown Institute. And I'll tell you what about zero res. I thought he was a weather guy. He was, and then he had a long career of training well, I did not budding know broadcasters. I did not know that. And he's a huge listener to your show. Wonderful. So thanks again, Roy. Uh, zero res of Minnesota. They started with Garage Logic. He so was many years a listener until this. He segment. was. Yeah. Sorry, Roy. <laughs> Didn't mean to disappoint you again. I'll work on that D-plus you gave me. Uh, The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res stands behind every cleaning. They've been in my home. They have cleaned the carpets. They have cleaned the upholstery. I want you to give them a call. I'll give you the number in a minute, but I want you to know about them. The DIYers, their stuff is not strong enough. So go with something that's safe and effective. That's Zero Res. 4.9 rating on Google. Google, 17,000 reviews, and again, the Gotta Love It guarantee. Three rooms, zero resified. This is the rookie special, starting at just $119. And don't forget, dirt and dander hiding in your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call right now. Number as promised, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to zeroresminnesota.com and let them know. you got to tell them that you want the rookie special. Spelled forward or backwards, it's easy to remember because it's spelled the same. Zero Res. Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. I can't keep up with the recommendations. Mm-hmm. We've, had a, we've had a TV dispute this week. It How about True well. Detective? Anybody watch we that? We haven't seen the new one yet. Year one, fantastic. Is that Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. yeah. But year three is two cops trying to de- try to investigate why year two was so Dear <laughs> 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 one was great, and then the one they have Rachel McAdams and I don't know. and uh, Colin Farrell, and it was awful. Season two, yeah, yeah. Season two was terrible. Season one was great. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at GarageLogic.com. And then she. <laughs> <laughs> One time at band camp, got a Royce giggle. 
Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. It looks like we're counting on the Timberwolves because the, the Wild ain't going to get you to the playoffs at this rate. Well, this is a tough road trip, too, because uh, the Tampa of the three teams that they're playing is probably the uh, the uh, most vulnerable at this time. The Panthers are really good, and Carolina's really good. Yep. And, uh, and uh, what's what's wrong with uh, Gus? Since he came back from the injury, hasn't been too good here. He, uh, well, they lost seven. Spurgeon for the year. Yes, that is that's not good. That's not good. I think when you get home from this, if this road trip goes zero and three, I think when you get home, you start you, looking forward to that trading deadline. They don't have. Home. You know what they don't have? Mm. Spunk. Well, they, they don't have the manpower right now. Yeah, they don't. That's uh, that's 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 the biggest problem. They're mm-hmm. not good enough. That's uh, that's always a big a big problem. They don't. Uh, but boy, losing Spurgeon, that's that's not good. No, that's not good. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, you know this. Uh, they got that three week lift when this guy came in, and you thought, what's going on here? Are they right. are they way better than we thought they were? And the answer is no. No, <laughs> they just got the three leaf three week lift for some reason. Patch is a great controversy in the NFL. The uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders suggest that the Green Bay players were untoward. Uh, to them the other night made uh, made uh, sexist remarks. Or I don't what? know. They don't. Uh, I haven't heard anything specific. I saw the word disrespectful. Yeah, they were disrespected. The cheerleaders. They also, you know, what else they disrespected the Cowboys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they kicked their ass. <laughs> you know, they, they really disrespected the Cowboys' defense. I'll tell you that they disrespect the Cowboys' defense. Should complain. They did. We we they treated us with no respect whatsoever. Right, those, uh, dirty dogs. So it'll uh, be a fun weekend of games. How about those uh, photographers that used to lay on their back and shoot up their skirts and uh, <laughs> in the you know on the telecast before when we were rampant sexist with the cow uh, cowgirls? Did we worry about that? That was the up uh, the upskirt uh, portion of the pregame show. <laughs> Right, except they weren't wearing skirts; they were wearing hot pants. But that didn't change the view of some no, of these no, uh, at all. some of these horn dog photographers that they had working the sideline. How do you think they assigned those? Okay, Rick, uh, you got the north end zone. Uh, you've got uh, the bird's eye view, Jerry. You got the other sideline over there with the Vikings. Where, oh, I'll take the cowgirls over. Remember, the, remember the Vikings cheerleaders. Do you remember what they were called? No. The Parkettes. The St. Louis came. Park Parkettes. That was the first uh, probably almost 10 years at Met Stadium. And they had the snowmobile suits on, and you didn't know <laughs> yeah. if they, what gender they were. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Some of them, they, they were still having Parkett reunion yeah. uh, years ago. I don't know if they still do or not. But now they got the what? The regular pros like all the other teams have? The gals, yeah, 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 they do, but boy, they're not as obvious as they used to be. They don't show them on TV anymore. You yeah. know, once in a while, you see a girl waving a pom pom or something, or whatever the hell they're waving. Yeah. But you know what else? The, the remember the when the wolves first started? Yes, it was basically like going to the one of the local strip clubs. You know, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, it was. They were really uh, scantily clad. They're you know they're not. They don't. Uh, they don't. They got outfits they, now. They got, yeah, they got clothes on. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's a little different. So uh, we've, we've kind of toned that whole thing down. So Your gopher basketball team didn't do it. 
No, I we are very mad. I didn't watch, but uh, we were we're very mad at the officials. We thought we oh. got hosed by the officials, uh, as we always do. Yeah. Did I mention this to you? The uh, the fact that the officiating conspiracy has gotten so bad that our dance team got robbed by the refs in the jazz category of the uh, national. I, I heard that we had a, a controversy. Yeah, we won the uh, we won the overall, but we didn't win the jazz. Right. We had a we had a routine that blew the doors off Ohio State, but they gave it to Ohio State. So we're mad at the reps and dance too. Damn it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what else is new? I want to bring Lois Crinky back. The, the <laughs> Fairbo uh, plagiarizer, though. My gal, Lois. Oh, God, I love that. That was the greatest story. I had over 900 comments. That was they they supposedly stole a routine from some outfit in Utah. Can't prove it. Won the state title, and the other five teams wouldn't shake hands with them. Big controversy. The other five teams ended up like not having what they they had to miss half of the next season or something, right? Well, even though Lois did step down shortly thereafter, it's a lot of uh, unfounded allegations, in my opinion. <laughs> well, well, I, of course, knowing a lot about it, wrote a blog <laughs> defending the non-sportsmen, you know, the, the ones who wouldn't shake hands with the cheating uh, plagiarizers from Fairball. <laughs> and, and I got 900-and-some oh. comments, which was a record, but I, then I looked, and it's like 12 people calling each other names. Basically, what Patrick did was he took a bunch of firecrackers and threw it inside a hornet's nest <laughs> yeah. and then stood around and watched what happened. You know, that that was one of the biggest weeks for Internet hits in the history of the Star Trombone. Wow. Because of the lowest controversy. Any, everything written on it got hundreds of, uh, of uh, looks. It was unbelievable. What a great scandal that was! That was fantastic. <laughs> what else is going on? I don't. Here's I got a question, Joe. Last week, every time you turned on the uh, the football playoffs, you were told that it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Right? right, right. Now it's Divisional Weekend, but we don't have what happened to the Super. It's well, the Super bad. part's gone because we already had that. This is. Yeah, this, I know. Yeah. But I mean, what the hell? Not quite what as the, Super Divisional Round Weekend. No, you can't. We don't. Uh, we don't do that. I'm rooting for Packers Lions, aren't you? I got to look at something here. I am yes. rooting for a Green Bay <laughs> Buffalo Super Bowl so that the city of Las Vegas burns mm-hmm. to the ground. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> you know, I just, but I just send out this notice to the hookers. You know, right. yes, you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars that weekend, but these guys are going to be from Green Bay and Buffalo. Right. You really want it. In other words, there's going to be 40,000 guys built like me. Do you really want it? Yeah, but you've already advised the hooker crowd. They got to get in shape. No, they do have to get in shape. There's no doubt. You know, 50 isn't too late once the NFL comes. (laughs) Let me... uh, let me, let's do these real quick. Houston, coming out of retirement. Houston and Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore. How are you yes, doing? I think so. I think so. Yes, yes. I didn't know what you were doing there. General, Green, General who are you taking, General? Green Bay, Green Bay at Frisco. I'd love to see Green Bay, but I doubt it. 
Yeah, I doubt it, too. And then Sunday, you got Tampa Bay at Detroit. I love Detroit. I think they have a chance. I think that after 60-some years of ineptitude, it's going to catch up with the Packers, and this mediocre Tampa Bay team is going to beat them because their defense is You mean the Lions. You mean the Lions. The Lions are going to get beat, yeah. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat them, yeah. Kansas City and Buffalo, uh, toss-up to me. I can't. The Bills are going to win. Kansas City's not that good. That's Kansas City's not that good. Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. First ever road game? First oh, ever road wow. game, yep. And wow. uh, Buffalo is very excited to be welcoming Taylor to their city. Yep. Okay, she will be there. Apparently, right? apparently. So, so Minnesota remains the only place that Taylor hates. That's right, she hates us. <laughs> she does, even though... 130,000 of you people bought tickets for right. her. Including the mayor. That's right. Including the mayor. The mayor what was, was the tab again? What we don't want to discuss tab? that, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> What's this weed stuff, Kimo Sabi? Well, yeah. You gave him the 5,000, and you just tell him to keep the change. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know what? And I got a deal. Huh? I got a deal. <laughs> You got the bad cold, buddy. You sound like racing boys. No, I feel great. I just don't sound that good. Yeah, well, you, you had the bed, man. Yeah, I'm over the hump, baby. You don't look that good either. Oh, don't start this BS. I'll talk to you Monday. Wait, wait, one quick question. Yeah. Mike, Patrick, Mike wants to know, I asked you off the air, uh, is Joe going to make it as a first ballot Hall of Famer? It's looking like it. Yes, it's looking like it. And here's the good news. I didn't get my ballot, so I told I waited and waited because the mail was so late. And then I said I didn't get my ballot, and they sent it. They sent me another ballot. My my real number is number five. They sent me number three ninety six. I filled it out last week, put it in priority mail. They told me it'd be there last Saturday. I got a email yesterday saying my ballot. Didn't they hadn't seen my ballot, so I wasn't going to get the vote. And then this morning, I got an email saying we got your ballot. It counted because I was very fearful Joe would miss my one vote. Oh my God! They would all blame me. Why did you vote, you idiot? Just like yeah. Pedro didn't win. What was it? Because of Lavelle, you would have cost Joe with the Hall of Fame. MVP. Yeah, <laughs> George King and Lave- George King and Lavelle didn't vote for him for MVP. George King out of principle, Lavelle, because he forgot. (laughs) 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 That's my theory, anyway. He's always, I don't know, no. But then he's voted for other pitchers before, but he also wouldn't vote for pitchers. Yes, that was was the scandal that Lavelle forgot, Pedro. I'm sticking with that story. (laughs) I'll see you Monday. Goodbye. All right, goodbye. Hey, uh, you know what you should do? Yeah. Since the calendar has flipped, give yourself the gift of new water I in mean, 2024. First, get on the schedule. I'm talking about Hoffer, Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Joe wants to know where you can buy water. Well, I've got the place. Joe, call 612 612- 
895-2440. That's the number to get on the schedule to have them come out for that free water analysis. An independent water treatment dealer. They're the best in the business, and they offer sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I'm telling you right now, I've been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman, and it's made amazing difference in the quality of my water for the years that I've had them. HoffermanWater.com. They have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Make it. Thank God today is Friday. For the longest time, we have followed the running career of Janice Borman, yes, the smoking marathon runner, yes, only to discover that in China there is also a smoking marathon runner, oh. Uncle Chen, oh. and he <laughs> chain smokes his way through the marathon. You got to be kidding me! But he's been disqualified because he uh, he sullied the field. You're not you're not supposed to go out there and smoke on the track, as they say. Hmm. So he was uh, uh, disqualified for smoking on the track, and he, you know what he did, Uncle Chen, he finished just five minutes slower than his finish two years ago. He finished in three twenty eight. What did the winner? Smoking. Wow. What did the winner? What, what was the winner's time? Uh, I don't even. How know. How far off the lead was he? Uh, not that far. But it's China. Why? What difference does it make if you smoke or not? The air is terrible, you know. So he's done this in three twenty eight while he's on the way on the on the route. He's lighting up all the time. Mm, I can't. That would really slow you down. Isn't it's that hard to run and light up. I used to be able to do it on my bicycle. I would ride uh, as soon as I got down to Nicollet Mall, uh, down way down at the end there by Loring Park. I'd light up a heater. And slowly cruise up the Nicollet Mall. Boy, did that make people mad. Oof. I mean, how could you not root for Uncle Chen? Right, right. There were 100%. pictures of him lighting up. Walking. I saw Here he is. You got the heater going. You have the uh, scratchy, smoky voice. And it doesn't take him days to finish the way it does Janice Borman. No, I think I don't think Janice runs. She, I think she walks. She waddles. Walks briskly. Well, the controversy right. started with his wife, Leanne. Who was I know filming? Oh, she was the restaurant tour. Yeah, she was the restaurant tour. No, his name is Holy Fook. <laughs> see for, for I running. See. Uh-huh. I could go for a good egg roll. That's right good now. stuff. I tried, Jordy. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Next oh, to the speaking king. of Jordy, What's wait it? a minute. Oh. Speaking of Jordy, yeah. uh, migrants without proper identification may apparently opt out of being photographed by the TSA upon entry at Miami International Airport. Um, Jordy wants to know if you, Rook, got the briefing on that memo. I did, but it's been embargoed here at MSP (laughs) Airport uh, for about a week. 
embargoed. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I have been briefed, but we're not allowed to talk about specifics. I see. Yes, oh. the, uh, the, uh, photography, see. the photography, uh, the lens. Uh, quite a scandal. Yes. Only it, uh, because they come what about, to Thank you. Just wait a second, Joe. What about other topics that maybe, say, Such has uh, brought up uh, during the show? Are you allowed to talk about those and uh, add? Let's, let's not get greedy. Okay? Let's, <laughs> no. I slow have, down. I really need to maintain my um, composure, number one. But yeah. I, have a, uh, I have a long history of being um, a go-to guy. I'm looking at the camera know. over here. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just is, need yeah. to make sure you guys give me the respect that I command. I'll give you a wide berth, man. I'll you let know, you be you. Right here, do whatever you want on GL, but the airport, uh, I pretty much only I pretty much run You it. know I will do whatever it takes to support you. Yeah. Only. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, Only because they come to us <laughs> all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the Traveling Lyman. Yes, what do you have, Joe? Well, it was on this day. I believe today is January 19th. Wow. Six in 1836. Six students attended the opening of the Lake Harriet Mission School for the Dakota, founded by the Reverend Jebediah D. Stevens. The school was sponsored by the Presbyterian Missions Board and taught by the founder's niece, Lucy C. Stevens, in a cabin built by Gideon H. and Samuel W. Pond. So a little nep- early uh, 1800 nepotism there, huh? On this day, one, one, nine. in 1862, seeing battle for the first time and suffering 45 casualties, the 2nd Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment played a key role in the Union victory at Logan's Crossroads, Kentucky. Hmm. On this day, uh, Jan 19. in 1928, Danan Katagiri Roshi was born in Osaka, Japan. A Zen Buddhist abbot and teacher, Roshi would move to Minnesota in December 1972 and found the Minnesota Zen Meditation Center located in Minneapolis near Lake Calhoun. Because I ain't saying beta make a ska. Hmm. I don't know how. And finally, on this day, one of my favorites. Yeah. On this day, January 19th. in 1935, Natalie Hedron was born. Oh, Tippy. Tippy. Tippy, the birds. Tipster. What? It says Natalie. It's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E. What would that be? Natalie? Yeah, that isn't how you spell Natalie, is it? Were they doodling no. back then? Is that a foghorn? Tippy Hedron, who later starred in The Birds, of course, Alfred Hitchcock, was born in New Ulm. Alum. And she was, I just, uh, boy, I still have a crush on her. I think she was a good-looking gal. Oh, she wasn't hard on the she's, ice. Uh, she's still alive, Joe. You could still, you know, meet up with her. You never know. Well. How well, old is she? Well, she was born well, in 1935, Matt. <laughs> we do have a discrepancy, though, because Wikipedia has her being born in 1930 on this day. So well, I don't care about she, that. She's either 89 with, or 94. I go with the traveling Lyman's. You know, on gotcha. this day, the Wizard of Oz is officially 84 years old. If Dorothy were to encounter men with no brains, heart, or courage, she wouldn't be in Oz. She'd be in D.C. Whoa. Isn't that fun? Whoa.
I thought you were going to say garage logic. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Close so, call. Was that, was, was that, was that a Babylon B thing, Chris? Yeah. No. Thank not. you, GLers. <laughs> Thank you much to all of you. I know. And don't forget, if you can't get enough of garage logic, join the thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. All you got to do is just search for Garage Logic Podcast and subscribe for daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments, and video shorts. And yes, it's free. All you got to do, Garage Logic Podcast on YouTube. Weekend Cha? Yeah, let's do it. Super Cha.